Hi there, my name is Emily and I will be your host for this series of six radio programmes titled Dowsing Schools. For these programmes, professional dowsers have been employed from England to come and make surveys of schools around the Netherlands. Dowsing or divining is the ancient practice of using twigs or steel rods to find various items below the surface of the ground, such as water, oil or even archaeology. In practice, a dowser will typically scan a terrain by holding out his rods in front of him whilst walking, waiting for an indication for the rod's motion before stopping to ask further questions. These questions are usually regarding the depth, quantity and age of the subject or substance of interest. With water, for example, a dowser would usually locate the source of the water, then query his rods as to the quality, direction of flow and abundance of the deposit. With architecture, it could be about finding the previous layout of a floor plan, the thickness of its walls, as well as the positions of doors and windows. The search could even involve something as subjective as a hidden treasure. Dowsers in cases such as these would usually work with a team of archaeological specialists who would then unearth the dowsers' findings. Many sources point to the practice as having originated in Germany during the 15th century when it was implemented in attempt to find metals. At the time, dowsing had already been singled out as an occultist practice, with dowsers being held as superstitious and in breach of the First Commandment. To this day, the practice remains mysterious and polarised, with practitioners swearing by its attributes, whilst no real scientific proof exists for its effectiveness. Here, a dowser has been commissioned to make surveys of many schools their playgrounds, classrooms, sport facilities and the like, looking for previous buildings, burials or even underground streams. Hence our title, Dowsing Schools. Not to complicate things, but hello, my name is Vicky. I will accompany Emily in hosting our programs in order to offer additional information regarding the activities of the dowsers, along with helpful clues as to their surroundings. And now, with no further delay, I present today's featured dowser, John Baker. Right, this is my second day in Holland and we've travelled out from Amsterdam 
by a car to a suburb of Utrecht and we are in a local primary school or junior school which was built so we're told in about 1933 and we're in a small gymnasium. We've got uh, a blue painted floor with the centre circle of a football placed in it in, in yellow. Uh, to one side of where I'm standing, we've got some yellow faced laminate cupboards. There's a shelf on top and on top of the shelf there is a, a profusion of shoe boxes, all of various colours, which are obviously for some project for, for the children in the school. And then above that we've got some metal frame windows and out through the windows you can see a big tree and a sort of a courtyard area with houses all around it. Um, and uh, above us we have a typical suspended ceiling with all the lights and air conditioning that you'd normally, normally get. So we've got a very clear area to work in and uh, the thing is now for me to see if I can find anything that's actually under the floor. Okay. All right. Whilst Mr. Baker scans the given school terrain, you will be able to hear his metal rods crossing and occasionally clanking. This will give you an indication as to the presence of irregularities below the surface of the ground. The clanking of rods will sound something like this. Or like this. And again. Mr. Baker will also be laying markers on the floor as he goes, in order to map out the areas of interest. Through these sounds, you should be able to follow the process as he reveals the subterranean features of the school. So I'm now going to start with my back to the plain wall, and I'm going to walk alongside the the, the section of the building where it's glass fronted and it looks out onto the playground. So I'm just going to walk along there and I'm not actually going to be looking for anything in particular. Again, I'm just going to see if I get any reaction as I walk along the floor. So we're starting to walk along the floor now and when I get to just this section by here, the dowsing rods have crossed and there is something, I've just hit something that's somewhere beneath my feet. So I'm going to take a couple of steps back. I'm going to walk towards a marker that's been put on the floor. And again, I can pick up what it is. And then when I get a little pace further onwards, I lose whatever it is I've got. So we will put another marker down there. And that space is about uh, 600 millimetres, between 500 and 600 millimetres. So going back again, 
closer to the wall and heading towards this, we've now got a feature which is marked and I can go across the feature, go to the other side of the feature and the dowsing rods have opened up again. So I'm going on to see if I can find anything else. And I've got something else which has turned up um, a short distance away. So we're now going to put a marker down there. That's it. So I'm going to step back from where the mark has been put down. I'm going to head towards it again. I hit the marker and the rods cross and I keep going and they open up about half a pace further on. So we'll put another marker goes down there. So we've got across this floor, we've got two places where there seems to be something on the floor. So I'm going to move away from the window um, about 10 or 12 feet away. And I'm going to do exactly the same thing again with my back to the blank wall and the glass to my right hand side. I'm going to head across the floor again and see if I get any other reactions. And I get another reaction about here which is more or less in line with the first marker. So stepping back, I check it out again and I get a reaction in the same spot. I'm now wherever it is I am and it opens up again just by here. Um, so we need another marker just by there. So going back again, just to double check, we've now got two markers on the floor, one at the beginning of where I think something is and one at the other side of where I think something is. So I'm basically going to go up to them again and I hit the first marker, the rods have crossed. I go to the second marker and the rods open up again and I carry on walking and wait till something else happens and again I've got something else happening which is not quite in line with the first marker we put down but it's close. Now we see John Baker, dowser extraordinaire, making his way across the room. The small flags he is using to mark eight various positions on the floor show what he perceives to be structures lying under the surface of the gymnasium. Small children continue to play outside, unaware of what is being discovered. Mr. Baker now continues to scan the terrain, with a clear head, and stable focus at hand. His sticks are stretched out before him, followed closely by technicians to capture his findings. So stepping back, approach the marker again, I get a reaction, carry on, and in actual fact, what I've got now I'm actually probably walking along a structure because I'm not getting any reaction. So we will have to step back from this. I 
I'm going to go from here now. So, so with my back to the glazed windows, I'm going to walk in the opposite direction across the floor because I'm probably going to hit just by here. We've probably got a foundation which runs across the floor. So I hit, hit it again and I lose it by here. Okay. Um, right. Now at this point we seem to have probably some foundations under the floor. That's where it is, that's where it finishes and I'm turning 90 degrees and it's just by here, so we've got a corner just by here. Just by there. Okay. So we seem to have in this small area of gymnasium, we've got underneath the floor, it seems, two sets of foundations from a previous building. And what I'm going to do now is carry on across the other side of the gymnasium, again starting with my back to the plain wall, and again we'll start heading across. Uh, so we're now going to start walking with my, again, with my back to the, to the plain wall, start heading across the gymnasium and see if I can pick anything up. And I'm walking all the way across and in this instance, I'm going across to the wall where the climbing frame is and I'm not picking up anything at all. So, part of the gymnasium, underneath it, there doesn't seem to be anything, but in another part of the gym, there does seem to be some foundations. And I'm now going to see if I can find out how far into the gym area they actually, actually uh, protrude. Watching Mr. Baker at this point becomes quite interesting as he begins to reveal a whole line of indicators which at first seem unrelated yet, when strung together, form a single subterranean foundation. So, looking at it, we've got a wall which seems to come out two-thirds of the way across the gymnasium and, it, and then stops. And then to one side of the gymnasium, we've got another wall which comes out about a third of the way and then it does a right-hand turn and heads towards the wall where the climbing frame is. Uh, right, better stop there for a minute because I want to get my, sort my thoughts out here. Um, so, um, just looking at it, where I'm going to go next, um, I'm going to walk 
going to walk either side of the first line where I think we've got a wall to see if anything, see if another wall is coming off from it at right angles. It might just be a stand, what I call a standalone wall, not doesn't mean anything as such. So I'm now walking along one side of the wall to see if I can pick anything up that's going to cut across me. And I'm going up to the wall where the shoe boxes are and I don't pick up anything at all. So I'm now going to go across the end of this wall where I think we've got and now I'm going to head back down the other side just to see if anything is coming off at right angles from the other side of the floor markers. And there's nothing there and I'm now up against the, the big window at one end. <coughs> so this wall seems to be just jutting out on its own. As to what it is, I'm now going to just check that it is in fact a structural wall because up to now it's just been something under the floor. So it, to my way of thinking it does look like a structural wall but it may not be. So I'm going to look for a structural wall and I'm just going to walk across where the markers are and um, if it is a structural wall my dowsing rods will swing in. If it's not a structural wall they will totally ignore it and they've swung in. So that's a structural wall and that's the other side of it. So we've got a structural wall which sort of goes two-thirds of the way across the gymnasium and then stops and then we've got another L-shaped structural wall by the look of it and I'm just going towards it and the rods have crossed which means it's structural and then they've uncrossed when I get to the other side of it. So we've got two structural walls here. One's L-shaped and one just extends out into the gymnasium and then comes to a stop. So, two structural walls. One which is straight and another which is L-shaped. But what on earth could these walls be made of? From which period do they hail? And for what purpose were they built in the first place? Mr. Baker begins to elaborate. So, um, the next thing I can do is find out whether we've got bricks in the wall or whether it's, whether it's something else. So I'm now going to concentrate on bricks and I'm just looking for brickwork. And again, when I hit one of the markers, I pick up bricks. And when I go through, I lose it again. Head towards the L-shaped section. And again, the rods have crossed, which says it's brickwork. And I go through it, and the rods have opened up again. So that's it. That's, we've got two walls, two structural walls here, both made of bricks. Mr. Baker, was the structure perhaps originally intended for domestic use? I doubt, the, I doubt whether this is domestic. I would be very surprised if it's domestic. Um, it could be... Let's see if we can get a date for when this wall was done. It's always quite tricky because it's going to be plus or minus a bit. 
Mr. Baker now stands over the wall which he has found and assesses the age of the structure by a dating technique. Common to experienced houses. This technique involves counting chronologically through time until the steel rods cross, thus indicating the correct date of the structure's establishment. Um, so brickwork. Um, bricks were first made in Holland, um, around about 1600, the 16th century, so 15 something onwards. So if I go to 1400 uh, AD as my starting point, and see if I can find out what century these brick, this wall was put in. I'm starting at 1400, 1500, 1600, 1700, 1800, 1900. Well, the rods have crossed at 1900, so that's the 19th century. So I go back to 1800, so the building was built sometime in the 1800s. So I reset the rods and I start counting up from uh, 1800 AD and I'm going to come up in five year increments. So it's 1800, 1805, 1810, 1815, 1820, 1845, I've got a date for when this structure was actually built. Okay. Um, if I do the same with the L-shaped one, just in case, because it doesn't necessarily have to be at the same time. So again, I just want to check that I'm standing over brickwork, which that says I am. Um, so again, I'll go back to 1400 uh, and then go up again in, in centuries. So 1400 AD, 1500, 1600, 1700, 1800, 1900. Well, it's very late 1900, so it's 18 something again. So it's 18th century. So I reset the rods again and we go up in five year increments. So it's 1800, 1805, 
Baker dismisses them as having any kind of domestic function. We have also learned that these walls date back to around 1865. So indeed, pre-industrial walls. We hope that you have enjoyed this show, and will tune in for the next program of Dowsing Schools. Dowsing Schools. Dowsing Schools. Dowsing Schools. Dowsing Schools. Dowsing Schools.